And now for your listening pleasure, here's Polizzi and Rose, covering the week of media, marketing, and digital content news. This old marketing. Take it away, boys. Well, hello, my friends, and Happy New Year. This is Robert Rose, and welcome to episode number 305 of This Old Marketing, a special 2022 predictions show. And with me, as always, my good friend, my colleague, and a guy who's really the spitting image of Baby New Year, Mr. Joe what? Polizzi. I, what? <laughs> I don't. What? <laughs> really? You, you went there? Do you know? Do, do you know? Do you know? You know what I'm talking about? No, right? Baby New Year. I don't know. You don't know Baby don't New know Year? Baby, what's Baby New Year? So, the, <laughs> so do you know the? Uh, the so baby new year is a is a is a thing that's gone back for hundreds of years of course baby new year but but what i mean specifically is there's a cartoon that you do you know rudolph the road or the red nosed reindeer yes. and you mean the, that I baby new year from that and, series of shows <laughs> that's what you're talking about yes that, you're that saying baby. that i look like baby new year from that <laughs> the, the from 60 years ago yeah that is correct. That is correct. I, 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 I think we could put a, a picture in the show. Oh, yeah. Notes, okay. The, if you, that, just, Google, if you be, just Google Baby New Year, then you'll yeah, find that'll it. be the picture that I'll use for the episode of me <laughs> side go. by <laughs> side with animated Baby, baby New Year. Baby New Year. It's because I have the same amount there of hair. Is. is that is that what uh, where you went on that? Baby New Year actually has a full head of locks. Uh, it's 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 really to me the the cheeks and the nose and the smile. All right, I got I got to go look at the picture. Oh, I do like baby. Oh, now I know exactly what you're talking about. That's the one with Santa and the whole yeah. thing. Yes, and the ears. I forgot That's about right. the whole ears thing. Yeah. That's a really good yeah. episode, actually, and I'm not going. And I That's wish a great episode. I wish I, I had baby New Year beautiful episode. blonde locks. Like, yeah, like Baby New Year. Here's my question. My question is: okay. Are we like most people do their predictions episodes at the end of the previous year? But we are doing ours much, much later. Obviously, already into 2022. Maybe we should wait until like March or April. We'll be a little bit more precise on our predictions, or we should do predictions at the end of the year so we know what they are. That's probably where we should because we're already we're already well, late. This is as well. This is as close as you can get without actually being in the previous year, <laughs> and I, I, I think it's you know, I mean, close enough for you think it's okay. Cl- sure. It's okay. We're not. I think it's okay. And one, that's that's one. And then two, of course, is that you get to see everybody else's predictions, which lets you go, huh? I can I can steal that. That's right. <laughs> I can steal that prediction. That's right. Um, you saw the last two weeks. But we've seen I will tell you predictions episode. Or, uh, I, I will post. tell you of the five or six that I have, um, and we'll figure out how many we get get to um, for the show timing. But uh, I will tell you that only one is one that I found out there um, in the in the world. So you're saying that you're original. At least, I have no idea if I'm right, but I'm certainly original. So, so I'm I'm very excited to hear about your predictions. Then, if nobody else will touch them with a ten foot bowl, then I want to hear your predictions. Must be amazing. I've hopefully put together some fun ones. If 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 the if so, I I really leaned in this year 
on predictions. So you're not going to get the content marketing is going to be popular, right? You know, that's not my prediction this year, right? You're really going SEO out. SEO is going to be a thing. Yeah, I'm going out on a limb this year and 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 some fun ones. And if I'm right, I'm going to demand full credit because they're specific and they're they're fun. So you're going to demand so. full credit like you've been demanding the industry to call it content marketing for the last 12 years? Is that the that kind of correct. demand you're going to make? That, that is correct. Yeah, that's worked I, really that well. That's correct. And I, I, yeah, I was going to say, and, and and plan to fail as spectacularly as I have on the former as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, how how would you? You're, you're the you're the orchestra leader here. Do, do you want me to go well, first? Well, I think or? you should go. You you should go okay. first um, because I think if uh, if a, a, a little a little bug told me that your first one will feed right into my first one which is are about acquisitions it's, it's, Am I it, right it's about possible that? it's possible yeah uh, it's a little bit okay. like that but but my first one is actually that content marketing is going to be popular that's my ah, <laughs> that's a good one there you go the, the, i think i think that's a i think that's i a think great that's good. no here's my here's my first one i think there is going to be not one not two maybe three or four tech companies that launch what I will call creator networks, that they're really going to go full-fledged media slash media holding companies where they're going to purchase not only small media companies like we saw HubSpot by The Hustle, but you're going to see uh, them purchase podcasts, podcast networks, uh, blogs, email newsletters. I think what you've you, you saw a lot of testing happen in 2021 and in 2022, you're going to see a lot of catch up uh, because you're, there's money out there. There's a lot of money, especially on the tech side. And so you're going to see media holding companies in places that you never saw them before. And I'm going to say, I don't know what, which tech companies they're going to be. I don't know if you're going to think it's going to be a Salesforce or it's going to be a Microsoft, which has been in the media business before. But I think you're going to see this happen. You're going to see it happen through mostly acquisition, and it's going to get really interesting. You might actually see some battles out there so that the new the new competition where we used to see like Forbes and Fortune battle, you're going to see a lot of these tech companies battle on the content media side. So I think that's going to happen robustly. Three or three or four, maybe five companies are going to do this. What do you think? I hundred percent agree. Um, you you actually stole one of mine, which is great um, because I said one of my predictions was a big tech brand like a Salesforce um, or an Oracle or a Microsoft is going to buy one of the bigger media brands out there. That could be a you know the Verge. It could be uh, Next Web. It could be you know one of those you know bigger tech, like a t- actual tech media company is what you're saying. Yeah, yes, exactly. Okay, exactly. I'll go one step further. Okay. Uh, as like I said, leaning in a little bit. So media acquisitions, I think, are going to be huge in 2022. So here are some specific ones that I think will happen. Uh, Roku buys a studio. Um, when you I say studio, buys, studio, what, what, like, I think Lionsgate. Oh, I think is who they? I think I think who they buy. Very but, nice. But I think a content studio. Full stop. Um, I think Viacom uh, sells. By the way, CBS. I think it sells it off um, in 2022. 
I think Vice Media, you know the the big, yeah. you know the big media company. I think it completely explodes into pieces. Supernova's into pieces. Um, and then last but not least, I think Apple. And here we go. This will be the fun one where we can debate all this year. Apple's going to buy a studio, but it's not going to be Disney. It will be dun dun dun. Dramatic music, please. This is what who 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 will Apple buy? Well, I think it buys it. So off on the side that's been happening. I've been watching this really closely. There's an unnamed media company being put together. You've seen stories of this, especially if you follow some of the entertainment press. Uh, there's a guy by the name of Kevin Mayer and Tom Staggs, um, and they are ex-studio execs. They've been funded by the Blackstone Group, who we've talked about on this show before, um, which is a big investment firm. They have purchased very quietly, except for here in town, uh, Hello Sunshine, which of course is the Reith Witherspoon studio. They've produced you know, Big Little Lies and uh, a bunch of other series, as well as podcasts, as well as web shows, etc. They've also acquired Moonbug Entertainment, which is a kids' studio that has shows like Blippi and Little Baby Bum and Coco Melon. Um, then they've also been purchasing uh, Farway Road Productions, which is an Israeli company, which produced a bunch of Netflix movies. They are very quietly putting together a billion-dollar-plus uh, studio, content creation studio. I think Apple is going to buy that company. In 2022, what is the name of that company? It doesn't have a name yet. What? And I don't think it. I don't think it this will is, have a name. This is really below. I mean, where are you getting this information? You're, this is insider uh-huh. news. It's good stuff, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It does not have a name, and they've just been quietly putting this group together. They theoretically are trying to come up with a name. I don't think they come up with a name because I don't think they need one. I think they're going to pull all this together. And I think Apple is basically, instead of making a lot of little acquisitions, I think they're going to make one big one, and it's going to be this group. By the way, not a not a uh, silly decision to just put these things together and then pitch them to an Apple or another big, big company yep. and say, "Here you go. This exactly. is what you've been wanting. You didn't. You don't have the expertise to put this together. We'll do it for you. You can buy it. We'll do it for yeah, you. Yeah, you can have exactly. it for a ham sandwich and a billion dollars. So that's right. Yeah, that's that's really super interesting. I do have to say, I know that we've been back and forth about this Apple Disney thing. I don't believe that that can happen anymore because Disney's valuation is too high. There yeah, was a time. Right. There was a time when it should have happened. No, there wasn't. There wasn't. It could have there happened. It would have happened. There was never a time. Except we all know that Steve Jobs a, stopped that from happening. But There was a time in Baby New Year's. <laughs> there was a time at a place. It should have happened. Yeah. It's too bad for Apple because, you know, as you know, they haven't done very well. <laughs> and they yeah. would have done yeah. so much yeah. better if they would have yeah. had Disney. So, okay. That's true. I like that. I'll, right. I'll continue to feed off of this one. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it. But I've, I've talked about yeah. this one before. But, but this is where we get to content marketing specifically, and you're going to see okay. a lot more job offers put out and job descriptions for content marketing specialists, managers, heads of content marketing that have some kind of acquisition experience because of exactly what you and I just talked about. 
Because when you talk to any content marketers, they say, oh, we have, we know how to do a content strategy. We know how to do content optimization. We know how to build audiences. And all those things are very, very, we know how to monetize audiences. Those are all very important. But one of the most important things you need to know about because of these factors uh, that acquiring content businesses are so important, they need to understand how to do it. And I would say that 99.9% of content marketers don't have a clue on how to acquire other media properties. So I'm, you're going to see that be something that's going to be pushed by probably tech, the tech companies that you and I have just talked about, where they're going to say, look, yeah, that's great. It, you know, you can run my content division, but do you have any idea about how to add on and bolt on properties that we need so we can build our audience base and we can monetize these effectively? So I think you're going to see that move really, really start to accelerate in 2022. I, I agree. Um, I agree with that. I'll, I'll sort of feed into the yes and of that <clears throat> because I think it's a it's a nice segue um, jumping to one of my other predictions, which is um, one of my safer predictions here because I'm actually seeing it happen as we speak, which is that content marketing and marketing content operations, so what we would classically call content strategy folks, um, merge uh sort of become one thing this uh, in 2022 and and here's where I'm leaning in a little bit become what we used to call marketing ops um, and so I think marketing ops gets redefined primarily by the practice of content marketing and, and marketing content operations and become sort of a much more operational strategic operational group I think that also includes what you're talking about, which is the aqua hires and acquisitions of uh, of media operations to become a much more uh, media driven uh, full function in the business. It'll be really interesting to see where the financial operations put these new media revenues that are going to happen. I'm. I'm Exactly. I'm fascinated by that because generally, of course, we've looked as, at marketing and all marketing operations as as simply an expense. And now we're going to get into what we, you and I talked about in Killing Marketing that we thought would happen and now is happening. The marketing becomes a profit center and you're going to have a lot of businesses that they, they won't know what to do with that. Where do they put that bucket? Is that just, are those just ancillary revenues? Are those and then it's just going to be part of every company will have these types of revenue, so it's just going to be interesting where we go. It's it, it you. I love that because you can actually start to put data points on the timeline of when we've seen the challenges with that. Right, so going all the way back to you know this is a conversation that I've referred to frequently and many times uh, over the last ten years. 10 years ago-ish, um, I spoke at the time, he was the head of content and creative at Coca-Cola, Jonathan Mildenhall, who told me in the phone interview, we talked about this idea of, of deriving revenue from content. And he said in that, when I was talking to him, he said, yeah, it's a really interesting challenge. He said, because I could license the polar bears, I could put together a you know with an, with the footage that we have from you know when we go down and do world cup every year the i have enough footage to put together a 30 by 30 documentary or a series of documentary feature film documentary if we wanted to on world cup that i could sell to espn or hbo or somebody he said but 
my CFO would have zero idea of how to handle that revenue. He said, it's like, it's like what do I do with it? And we used to hear this as well from, uh, from Kraft, yep. right? Back in the day when Kraft was doing their print magazine and changed it over to a paid subscription and was actually making revenue. It just, that money just sort of went into a big black box. They never sort of, it was like, nobody really knew how to handle that revenue and what to do with it. That's going to become an important function, and we're already starting to see it. If you look at what Cleveland Clinic is doing, it's a great example of this. They've separated out the content group into its own division. It's got finance people. It's got operations people. Um, they you know, mostly outsource the sales part of it, but it's operating like its own business. And that's what we're going to start to see, I think, more deeply in 2022 is that kind of shift. Just you almost have to because it's very hard to integrate that. To your point, they it just doesn't follow any kind of standard practice about no, where to exactly. put it. Exactly. So just I'll oh, just throw a, it on the outside like a separate division, and we'll see where where it goes. And I mean, this goes back 20 years ago when uh, when I was with Penton Media, and we had Penton Custom Media. They didn't know how to handle it, where do the revenues go, because they weren't advertising revenues, they weren't event revenues, these were custom content revenues. Like, where do we do with that kind of thing? So that they they just said, just put them out on an island. You know, just just go ahead. We'll, we'll give you right. a pro- we'll, exactly. we'll give you a a business manager to help you with the financials, and we'll we'll put it all and we'll just bake it into the numbers at the end of the day. Just make sure you don't lose money. You know, they're just like whatever. Yeah, that, I, okay, yeah. that was that that works. It's yeah, it's gonna be because re- we're finally getting to the point where you've you've got some of these companies that are making these leaps, and they're committed to it. And we've seen enough case studies and, like Cleveland Clinic that are working. And by the way, this is not just a big business thing, right? One of the things that I learned this year, and boy, this was a big year of learning for me, uh, 2021 is what I mean, is, you know, I went to a small business, um, uh, I think I talked about this on the show, I went to this small and medium-sized business conference um, of law firms. And... I spoke at the conference and I, you know, because it was, you know, a thing and it was the first time I traveled in like a year and a half. I was like, oh, I should spend some time here, actually, you know, enjoy my trip. And so I actually spent the whole conference there and listened to what they were talking about and, you know, had, you know, got to meet a bunch of them and all that and learned much more around the finer points of marketing and selling in the law firm practice than I've ever known before. And one of the things that I learned there is how many of those firms are actually looking to become platform-like businesses. In other words, it's a fascinating thing with lawyers, these partners in the law firms. One of the things that they have as their sort of major aspirations is to, quite frankly, practice less law. In other words, doing doing more of other things that can add value to a community and doing you know launching new businesses and and those kinds of things other than practicing law so when you start talking to them about content marketing and the idea of killing marketing well there's a there's a real there's a real thirst for that because it's like yes that's the avenue right how do i actually diversify my practice into something that you know is no longer bound by, quite frankly, being hyper local. In other words, can I launch a you know a specialty legal Zoom type content service, or can yeah. I launch a national program that takes advantage of my knowledge in you know real estate or you know some other financial services you know as a law practitioner in the, in that and and actually make a living at it? And I I I. 
I have to dare say that 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 that's common across other you know other small businesses as well. I have to believe well, any that, of the that services you know, that there are, any of the services you know, industries, right? Yeah. Because you're trading your, your medicine, you're trading hours yeah. for dollars. Whenever you're trading right. hours for dollars, you're going to get the business leaders that are going to say, "Well, what do we what do we do? Do we just do we sell more hours, or do we get smarter in how we use those hours?" That's a great point. So, yep. I mean, you could do exactly. either. You could be successful just being a law firm and selling your time, and you're good to go. Or you could make money while you sleep. So, it just right. depends on how you well, want to do it. It's it, it's this thing that we've forgotten, I think, in so many ways, is that you know when we think of the democratization of starting a new business, right, a me- and especially a media or a content oriented business, we often sort of look to the extremes, right? We often go, ah. Yes, it's great for the content creator who is this small solopreneur who wants to become a YouTube star or become an Instagram influencer or become, you know, in some ways a media company, your content entrepreneur, as you call them. And... And then we also look at the sort of enterprise level companies, you know, the Cleveland Clinics and the Microsofts and the, you know, Hewlett Packards and all those companies that sort of can launch new businesses as a, you know, Amazon, you know, as a, as an adjunct to what it is they do. We call that content marketing. But there's that big middle ground now where medium sized businesses can start to look at their purpose and what they do and how, you know, it's so cheap to actually launch a new media business or launch a new entrepreneurial type startup, an app or whatever it is that's content or media oriented and actually just have it be, you know, an important sort of part of their product line that may or may not quite frankly be associated with their original product line. You know, one company I know is a small services business. They're in a financial services business. Um, You know, they do financial advice. Well, they launched a whole local resource for their local town for people moving to their town right so where to get the best you know restaurants what the best grocery stores are what the best doctors are you know sort of an online directory for a very small town and they're making a great that's a great little business for them to add on to their financial advisory business and it's just that sort of idea i think is going to become much more prevalent in well, this, I, in you know the content creator economy expands basically. Well, I think you all, you always talk about was that the Theodore Levitt's uh, what business are you in? I think you have more yeah, business right, leaders exactly. asking that question, and you can because things have changed are changing so fast. So, what business do you want to be in? That's so, right. Um, really good yeah. stuff. I so here's my of course I have to get to some kind of crypto prediction. Of course, and my. Prediction. Baby New Year's crypto yes. predictions. Here's what I think is going, and I think this absolutely will happen in 2022. I believe Meta, which was formerly known as Facebook, which is still known as Facebook, but would rather be known as Meta. And yeah. they, they, Do you have to say I have it like to say, that? Meta. say it like Meta. 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 Uh, Meta okay. They will develop a. They will develop a closed crypto community. So they will, they're going to try to do something like a sandbox or a Decentraland. I'm not sure how it feels or looks, but it will be very similar to what IOI tried to do in, in Ready Player One, where they will actually become what everyone thinks they will become. And they're going to try to dominate in the digital 
property digital goods space, but do it within their own confines. I don't exactly know how this is going to look. I don't know if they, this just becomes meta and they, they call it that or they call it something different, but they are, they're working on something. We all know they are. I think they launch it in 2022, and I think they will, if they can figure out the on-ramps, I think they will be successful because they do have whatever, six billion people on their platform. And um, those people that don't necessarily get crypto, they will, Facebook and Meta will find a way for to ease those people onto that platform. So I, I don't know what this is yet, but Meta launches something big in 2022, and it, will, and it already scares me to death about what that is. Agreed. So. Agreed. And I think it'll be in some way associated with a virtual world of some kind. Yeah. Um, like you, you'll need Oculus in order to get in. Well, why did, that's really why they bought Oculus. It wasn't just for gaming, right? It was because they expect right, people exactly. to live part of their lives. On, like the, if you've read Ready Player One or watched the movie, the same thing where, you know, instead of people being on their phones, they're, they're tapped in visually to this experience. And that's where you really get a lot of commerce that will happen through these digital goods because you're going to go into this world. And do you go into a decentralized world where you can go from place to place or do you go into a world that Meta has created? That's what they want. They want to own that. And Zuckerberg has has, has made no – he's not pulling any punches there, right? He, we all know it's going to happen. So – I don't know. Scary. Yeah. It's really yeah, scary. I, I agree. Because you know they've got the funds and the money to do it. And I think that they'll probably get pretty close to the mark. Yeah. I think Boy. you're right. I think I think you're absolutely right with that. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they launch. And I, and I think it's, so it segues really nicely into uh, the – a similar type of well, that's it's a very different prediction, but it's but it's a nice segue from Facebook, which is, I think twenty twenty two is the year where user data and privacy actually becomes a thing, um, where regular consumers care, and and, and what? something happens where yeah, I think this, consumers yeah, care I'm, about privacy specific thing. Yeah, I think that's the thing. In 2022, I think it's finally the year where it becomes a popular mainstream thing to care about. And it's not just when you ask someone, it's going to actually become. So I see a, you know, a, there there may be a big exodus from, you know, organizations like Facebook or social media, generally speaking. But I also think it'll be the year that the government actually starts to look at regulation of things like Google and the way they're using uh, first party data and, and all those kinds of things. I think data and privacy actually finally in 2022 becomes like a thing that marketers, businesses will have to deal with. Wow. I, that, that is quite a prediction. Um, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know because we've always believed that consumers were really going to care about privacy, but it seems, I it know. seems like it's, it's never happened. Right. That's right. We just check the box and That's we're right. good. Well, the funny thing is, is that, is that they, you know, the, what, what research says is that they care when you ask, right? So in other words, if you ask someone, do you care about your data privacy? 
it's some I I've, I don't have the numbers right up in front of me, but it, but it's something like seventy two percent say absolutely one hundred percent yes. I will actually switch providers if I feel like they're not using my data in a in a good way. And then you ask them, you go, great. So you've turned off Facebook, and they go, oh well, no, of course not. I you know. And then you go, oh well, you've at least updated your settings in Facebook. And they go, oh no, I've no never updated my settings in Facebook. I still, you know, so. It's only when we ask right now. I think 2022 is finally when there is enough coverage and there is enough and perhaps precipitated by some sort of, you know, incident very similar to the Cambridge uh, Analytica scandal that will finally tip the scales in a way that we have to, you know, that, you know, will hasten uh, the need for, you know, data and privacy to actually become a thing. And by the way, I think in many ways we start to see some of the web 3.0 technology start to fill in those gaps. It is going to be interesting because when you, I mean, just think about, you know, any, any crypto that you buy, for example, like when, when, if you lose your private keys, there's no bank to help you get it back. There's no middle, middle layer. So you have a number of new people coming into this market saying, look, I want to take responsibility for myself, for my own stuff, my own privacy. And those are the, those are the people. So Web3, to your example, they're definitely in on this. Privacy is a big con- – yeah. security is a huge concern for them. That's one of the reasons why they're into crypto in the first place because they don't want a sovereign entity to look over them at any point. They don't want to have to go to a bank to get approved for a loan, and you may not you may not get approved for a variety of reasons. You want to take as much control as possible. It's very libertarian, if you will. So I think you're yeah. going to see some of that, and privacy might be led by that group of people. So I, I totally agree with the Web3 angle on that. Yeah. And by the way, one of my other predictions here is that in 2022, we'll have a big incident with Web 3.0, like some sort of crypto and or blockchain fail, um, which will also cause a big security concern. But I think we that bounces back relatively. Yeah, I agree. I think you'll see some of those. My my final I'll lead right into the crypto stuff because this is my final predictions, if you will. I'm going to go through a couple of the crypto things. This is kind of how I feel it happening. And of course, we've already seen this happening with NFTs. I think you're going to to see a lot of negativity happening around NFTs in the first part of the year, maybe through into August and September. But I think by the end of the year, they'll make a comeback. I think it's like anything else. It's still new. People are trying to figure it out. There's some people out there that are shysters, and there's some people out there trying to legitimately create something amazing. And so you just have to break through all the all the noise. So I think, again, po- I, I'm not I'm not bullish on NFTs in the first part of the year, but into the second half of the year, I'm pretty favorable. On the other hand, I think social tokens are going to take the scene in 2022. I think you're going to have more people, uh, organizations as well as individuals, think that these these are actually a thing. You've now got the technology there where you can go on to networks like we do with a with a rally or a roll, but you can get to a point where you can create these things yourself fairly easily and then as long as you build the benefits and access around it that makes sense to your community if you have an audience i think it's going to work so i'm bullish on social tokens in 22 and then just in crypto in general because bitcoin and ethereum uh sort of lead all crypto conversations again this is not investment advice i just this is where i think it's going to go i think you're going to see a hundred thousand in Bitcoin by the middle of the year. 
uh, of course, it's all over the place and always will continue to go to. But I think it will hit 100 by the middle of the year. And I think you're going to see 10K plus in Ethereum. Right now, Ethereum is about 4,000. So then you'll you'll go to 10K. I think that'll happen in the middle of the year well as well. Right now, you're at about 50,000 in uh, Bitcoin. So you're going to see that double by the middle of the year. And I think what's driving a lot of that in Bitcoin's case, I think it has to do with, even though a lot of people don't think uh, it's an inflation hedge. I think it really is. I think because of the amount of money that governments around the world are spending, I think they're going to see Bitcoin as a safe haven as you, it becomes more normalized and more big organizations getting behind it. I think that helps everything that, with NFTs and social tokens as well. And then Ethereum, I think that as you see NFTs start to really come back, I mean, Ethereum really is, I mean, you can make a case for uh, uh a polygon and solana and a couple other ones but ethereum really is the money of the internet and if you want to get into nfts you're probably looking on the ethereum chain first and so we'll see how that goes but uh, just kind of my take i'm still fairly bullish on um on all the crypto spaces but it is not for the faint of heart as you know it is all over the place so you really have to take a, a long-term view so don't please if you get involved in this don't look at the day-to-day interaction you should look at it probably yeah. on a monthly well, basis true. and just yeah. say because your time horizon has if to that. be long if you're getting <laughs> yeah. into if you're on a short yeah. time horizon look it don't don't do any of this stuff in my opinion so buy some dogecoin oh god help us um (laughs) i think you're exactly right i you know i think we are going to see a bit of a i don't know if it's a crash but maybe correction would be the way to say it um in the early part of the year which i think basically rebounds into the second half of the year i'm not sure i go as far as a hundred uh, for Bitcoin by mid next year, but I certainly see it higher than it is now. And same, and Ethereum is the one I think grows the most. I think exactly to your point, Ethereum is is now becoming the sort of foundational, um, you know, the foundational element of how these transactions are happening and becoming more valuable all as a proxy to other things, right? You know, it's almost like Ethereum is becoming a proxy to the value of other things like never-ending tickets and yep. all those kinds of things. So so that's what will start to drive the value of it and not be so closely associated with crypto in general. Well, man, I, I've, if you look at the most innovative companies in the world right now, they're they're running at these crypto markets as fast as possible. Are a lot of them going to burn out? Absolutely. Are a lot of them not going to be worth our time and we're going to think that there are bad bets? Absolutely. But there's some amazing things going on that I've never seen before. And so it's it's fairly exciting. And, and that, of course, revolves all around content marketing and it revolves all around content creation because there's these new new of business course. models that have that have just happened in the last year that we weren't aware of before because of it. So that's my my last prediction. Do you have a another good. prediction? Yeah, no. No, I think did we we're do good. enough predictions. Think, uh, did we do enough predictions? I think we did. I think we did a nice integration of everything together, and uh, you know, and leaned out there on the limb, and we'll see. We'll we'll look back in our year end review at the end of this year, and and see how we did. Yeah, we'll 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 see how we. I mean, I'm sure we'll be talking about all this stuff next week, and the week after, and the week after. But we'll see how we did uh, come year. I end. think that we will be a hundred percent right. As we normally aren't. Oh, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Of course. It is nothing, you know, that we put the con in confidence. Ah, what is, yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've enjoyed doing these special episodes, though, uh, but I, we probably will have to go back have. to our, a regular programming. 
next, next week. week, folks. Yeah. yeah, we will be back to our regularly scheduled programming of covering the news and, and all of that. So hope you've enjoyed the last couple of episodes that have been special in nature. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, we will we will sign off for now and, and, and get you our special episode here. And next week we'll be back with the news. I'm sure something will have broken by that point, which we're ready to talk about crypto and NFTs and content marketing and content creation and all the things that we cover here, of course. In the meantime, if you want to get all the goodness, not a lot of show notes to put out there for this episode or links, but if you want to dive into any of those show notes or into the other 304 episodes that exist, get on over to our website at thisoldmarketing.site. Remember, Twitter questions, we love those things. Hashtag us up with the questions, with your story ideas, all of that. Until we meet again, I hope you have a great, wonderful 2022, and we'll see you next week. Remember, everybody, it's your story to tell. Tell it well. See you next week on This Old Marketing.